Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3. Thanks to all of you that are joining, jumping in the chat, participating in uh, one of our favorite shows of the week. It is the Locks Pod. A lot to get to. Some big headliners. It is the week before rivalry game. But we begin, as we always do, with a very brief review of the week that was and what a week it was for the whole syndicate. 29 and 14 as a group. Everybody above 500. Uh, we begin with Tom. Six and four for the week, bringing you to 61 and 46 overall. The wins include a lock fight win against Danny, a lock fight win against Bud, and a lock fight loss to Danny. Uh, Michigan being the win against Danny, Tulsa and Tulane under being the win against Bud, and then you took the L on South Carolina plus one. The other wins uh, you came in with Boston College plus two, the over 54 and a half in Oklahoma State TCU, Houston minus 24 and a half, and the over. Over 40 and a half for Northwestern and the Bum Slayers. Losses include a uh, lock agreement loss with your boy here, uh, Purdue plus 21, and Mississippi State Auburn under 50. So, uh, thoughts on the week? Uh, pretty blase week, honestly. Six and four, I'll take it. I felt like it could have been better. South Carolina let me down in my, my lock fight with Danny Mizzou, showed up to play that one. Uh, nothing really happened. Like Purdue. Got destroyed, but I still I still agree with the pick. It's just you can't predict Ohio State Death Star mode, when, and it just showed up. And then I feel like Oklahoma is the only real swing and a miss I took because that was mostly me sitting there thinking, "All right, coming off the bye, it's time. It's it's late in the season. It's time for them to flip the switch and get going and be the team that they were supposed to be all season." And no, it turns out they just are the team they've been all season. So, yeah. I got a, a six and two week for me. Uh, we go through and we see that uh, the Queen Latifah with Danny and Bud Wazoo plus 14. That's a push. Uh, got a lock fight win. Oh, excuse me. The rare lock fight middle as both Bud and I fighting over the total in Maryland and Michigan State. I got the over at 60 and a half. He got the under at 61 and a half. Total comes in at 61. Uh, a, a nice set of lock agreement wins cashed in on Notre Dame minus five and a half USF plus 23 and a half the over 56 in Georgia Tennessee and the under 72 and a half in North Carolina Pitt uh, took an L in Iowa Minnesota under 37 and a half no regrets would do it again and like you Tom I, I was a little bit disappointed my 
I was thrown off the scent on what I thought I was going to get from Oklahoma. Six and two for the week, 48 and 50 overall. The R is for recreation. If we can get this thing back above 500, uh, I, I will be very happy. Danny, spraying the board and making the book pay. Eight and four uh, on the week. You are also in on the push as well. Uh, and all three of those uh, USF plus 23 and a half over 56 under 72 and a half. You got the lock fight win against Tom with Missouri minus one, though you did take that lock fight loss on the Penn State Michigan game. That got the lock fight win with the Knowles in Florida State, Miami. Uh, also picked up wins in the first half under of Michigan, Penn State, along with Bud. Also picked up a win, Oklahoma State, minus 12 and a half. Took a couple losses, uh, Utah, Arizona, under 54. Utah, minus 24. The DK two-for-one special comes back with two L's. Maryland, plus 13 and a half. Uh, also a loss, but then uh, Wisconsin, minus 24, a win. Eight and four moves you to 53 and 49 overall. Danny, are, are we going to be anti-discipline again? This week, heck yeah, we're throwing. Yes. We don't we don't go down without a fight. We're, let, we're let that chop the spray all over the yard. <laughs> this thing, the pick that bothered me the most is funny because the wins feel good, but the word the losses hurt way worse. That Utah Arizona game still bothers me because I had that game so wrong, and I thought Utah was going to dominate, and then uh, I thought their defense was going to show up, and it was complete opposite both ways. Hor- horrible way to end it. That is the true measure of a champion who who just can't uh, can't let the losses go. Losses no. losses linger longer than the wins. But you know, even as we all try to get aggressive and as we all try to spray the board here at the end of the regular season, nobody lets the chop a spray like Bud Elliott because uh, it was a nine and four week for Mister Elliott. Um, let's see the a lot were on an island. So let's go ahead and, and cash those here. Uh, the under 62 and a half in Oklahoma Baylor, the first half under in Notre Dame, Virginia, Brendan Armstrong did not play. And that thing was just an absolute waltz. Uh, Rutgers plus seven, the Houston temple under 54 and a half, the USF SMU over 60 and the Bama, New Mexico state under 68. Took a loss on Kansas, Texas, under 62 and a half. Took a loss on the Iowa State, Texas Tech, under 58 and a half. The push on Wazoo, uh, Miami with the loss to Danny, the Tulane Tulsa with the loss to Tom, and then a couple lock agreement wins as you're with Danny on Michigan first half, under 24, and with me on Notre Dame, minus five and a half. Nine and four. Moves Bud to 67 and 46 on the season. The group as a whole, 229 and 192. That is up 17.8 units on the season. Uh, Bud, notes on the week that was. You know, I just keep getting screwed by overtime here in, in, in these these totals. I mean, Texas, Kansas, obviously the right side there with it under 62 and a half. Um, you know, I, I felt like I had a pretty good week of picks the prior week and I had some bad breaks and I got lucky a little bit last week in my head. This is more like a seven and five feel. I know somebody in the comment section pointed out, I started five and zero, and then I went zero and four in the next ones. And I really, I'll take it. I'm not giving it back. All right, gentlemen, are y'all ready to lock it up? Yes, sir. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since 2005, when Service Academy's locked. Come get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. Younger is 33.91. We've gone over it a million times. You want these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover.
we begin for the early birds. And yes, if you're watching on youtube.com slash cover three, Tom Fernelli bringing it up and pointing out something important is that there's a lot of people here. I see you who are watching this video and haven't hit the like. And you know what? We've got some sports line subscriptions to give away. And we're not going to give them away until that like count gets up. So smash that like button uh, and, and we will start to hand out some of these sports line subscriptions. So we begin with the early birds Thursday night, the Louisville at Duke, the cards looking to become bowl eligible at five and five uh, Duke just kind of struggling to bring this thing home. The blue devils ha have not been competitive in recent weeks. Uh, Louisville, a 20 point favorite total around 60 and a half. Is anybody going to get in on this action from Wallace Wade Stadium? I will. Okay. Over 60. Okay. Uh, Duke is still scoring the ball a little bit. Their defense is absolutely horrendous. Uh, this is uh, this is not senior day for them, right, because they still have Miami on deck. I think they'll play hard, uh, and I think they will put up some points. Louisville put up a lot of points last week on a pretty good Syracuse defense. I know they didn't have Mike Jones in there for the orange, but, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me the over 60 here. Okay. Anybody, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and fight it out with my guy Bud here early. <laughs> I mean, might as well open it up out of the gate. I think my fight record is terrible, by the way. I was asking you the other day about what do you do? Like, if you like the unders, do you go first half unders or do you go total unders? And you said if you think it's going to be a blowout, that you like the full game unders. If I, I like the under, yeah. So, okay. So, I like the under, and I think it could be a blowout. So I'm going to go ahead and take the total under opposite you. I do think Louisville wins. I'm very, very curious. Duke has been shut down a couple times this season. Against North Carolina, only scored seven. Wake, they only scored seven. Virginia Tech, only 17. Those are different defenses for sure. Uh, but I think this one could get sideways. So, and plus, you know, we'll make it a little interesting here. With the, I got a long way to catch up to our guy, Bud. Hey, if I think that if we look at the two remaining uh, opponents on Duke's schedule – Scott Satterfield and Manny Diaz. Don't you think Sat might have a little bit of that? Like, oh, we don't want to run it up on cut here on national yeah. television. That's this, possible. This, is the good, this could be the goodbye party. So and we'll we'll see. Um, or or cut set, you know, gives a an inspiring message to the team and they just come out fired up. We'll see. Uh, on one for the cutter. Yeah, uh, on 12 people. Friday night, uh, we've got five games. Are you in studio with CBS Sports Network on Friday night? Yep, yep. And that, and, and that includes an 11.30 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, not super thrilled about the uh, – they said estimated, you know, wrap time is 3 a.m. Yeah, and you're flying home on Saturday morning? Yeah. Got and, you'll with us, and you'll be with us? And you'll be with us on HQ on Saturday Go. Go. <laughs> um, hey, listen, CBS Sports HQ on the CBS Sports app or wherever uh, you have the CBS Sports app, cbssportshq.com is another place to watch it. Of course, we always tell you, but 11 a.m., we're on there for the college football pregame. But if, if you want to see a road warrior, <laughs> DK checking in on Saturday as, as we lay out the picks, I'm, I'm excited for it. So anyway, uh, you need to get an IV sponsor. I mean, yeah. Danny's all about that IV. Like, that's what we need to get sponsor the show. Just so taking naps during the breaks. Hey, <laughs> show ads at 247sports.com if you want to sponsor Cover 3. If you are an IV company. Oh, for uh, sure. Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, Memphis, Houston, Arizona, Washington State, Air Force, Nevada, San Diego State, UNLV. San Diego State, UNLV, that 1130 CBS Sports Network game that we mentioned. It is a CBS Sports Network Friday doubleheader. Uh, Southern Miss at Louisiana Tech also there. So, out of this handful of games, uh, does anybody have any Friday action? 
Uh, yeah, I've got one. I will okay. play under 52 and a half in Air Force Nevada. Uh, I played this under 55 and a half, under 55, under 54 already. Uh, but I think anything that starts with a five uh, is live for an underplay here. So go ahead and give me the under 52 and a half. Okay. I'm not locking it up, but I'm, I'm with you on that under. And I also kind of like Arizona getting 15 against Washington State. You are on Arizona. I like Arizona. They fight. They we fight. do like to fights. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take it on to Saturday with some of the, the bigger games on the slate. Uh, number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. The line right now is Ohio State minus 19 over under around 68 and a half. I believe that's been ticking up recently. Any plays on Sparty and the Buckeyes? Oh, give me Michigan State plus 19 and a half. Anybody else want to jump in on it? I mean, I want to fight. Oh, well, hold on. First of all. (laughs) And then uh, are you going to get in on the fight too, Danny? Oh, I'm on the fight. All right, cool. Fight. Fight. Now let's do like full. Tom, you go ahead. You have the floor, Tom. Yeah. All right. um, I just, it's. I don't trust Ohio State to cover a large spread yet. I, I know that it did last week against Purdue. But Purdue was also coming off a huge win over Michigan State. And I just think that this is a Spartans team that we've talked about it. Defensively, they don't mind giving up yards. They don't mind giving up first downs. They don't mind letting you drive the ball down the field. It's just they tighten up when you get to the red zone. And what's Ohio State's biggest problem been on offense this year? It's been in the red zone. Now, that's not to say the Buckeyes can't score from anywhere on the field because they can. Jackson Smith and Jigba is tearing it up the last few weeks. He's now the team's leading receiver ahead of both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. But I just look at this matchup and I think that when it gets to the red zone, Michigan State is going to be able to at least limit them to some field goals. And I think on the other side of the ball, Ohio State, you know, defensively last week, even in a blowout win against Purdue, it still gave up 31 points. It's not like it's defensively figured things out and it's locking stuff down. And this is a Michigan State offense that is capable of explosive plays. And I think they'll get a few and I think they can hang within three touchdowns. Plus, there's the other trend, which is next week is Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State has failed to cover the spread the week before the Michigan game for seven straight seasons. It's not by coincidence. They focus on that game. It's a bigger game. This is obviously a huge game because Michigan State is in the top 10 and there's a whole lot on the line. So it's not like I think they're looking past the Spartans, but they're going to keep something in the holster because they always keep something in the holster for Michigan. So I think I think the Buckeyes win, but I think Sparty stays within 19 and a half points. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... um there are 95 million reasons for you to not get blown out in this game. And Mel Tucker, I would suggest walking around the building and anytime you're within proximity of the athletic director, have a pen handy uh, so that you can go ahead and sign uh, that contract extension if it is, in fact, presented to you as it is reported. But in all seriousness, I believe that this Michigan State team will be able to score. And it, I really wanted to take the over, which is the direction the total has been going, figuring that that with the big play explosion, Michigan State would be able to put up enough points and that Ohio State, especially going up against a Michigan State pass defense that has given up yards and given up points, especially recently, that, yeah, C.J. Stroud is probably going to have a big day. But ultimately, instead of feeling like I need to sweat the total here, if I think Michigan State can score, 
I just don't trust Ohio State to be able to run away and hide with this thing. If the game gets loose, then I think Sparty can stay within. I mean, might lose by 14, might lose by 17, but this is too many points uh, for a game against a Michigan State team that I definitely respect. Or they could lose by three touchdowns on the dot, like just a nice, clean 21-point win. Uh, same. This game feels so familiar to last week's game. Uh, Tom's stat there about the week before does come into play. It's a little bit worrisome because I do think they are focused on Michigan and probably paying more attention to that. Michigan cha- uh, State chip on the soldier's uh, shoulder as kind of the redheaded stepchild in these schools that we're talking about, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. But the same stat that I relied on last week 130th dead last in passing yards given up a game. 329. The next closest is Duke at 305 yards. By the way, guess what else is up for grabs? The Heisman Trophy. Now, this is interesting because I do think Kenneth Walker, the third, and this C.J. Stroud, one of these guys probably falls by the wayside. I do think there's a scenario where Kenneth Walker, the third, could go off, could have a big game, and he could lose and still come out and maybe win the award. I agree. But I think this is going to be C.J. Stroud's show with those uh, with the talent that he has around him against that secondary. I think they absolutely get lit up. I would lean the over as well because I don't think you're going to see them hold Michigan State to you know a ten point or less type of game. I just think they're going to keep the pedal to the metal the entire game, keep pumping up those stats for C.J. and company. <laughs> The SEC on CBS Game of the Week takes us to a familiar territory. It is Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Arkansas now up in the top 25 of the selection committee's rankings, traveling to town to take on the Crimson Tide. The Crimson Tide are a 20-and-a-half-point favorite over under of 58 and a half. I would say that it, when we have our Heisman Trophy discussion, this is the other name that you got to keep an eye on. Bryce Young, as we've talked about on this podcast before. Sometimes those little like five touchdown, zero interception games against New Mexico State just nicely <laughs> blend into the season totals to uh, give him something that's going to impress the voters at the end of the season. But uh, the biggest stage in all of college football on CBS at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, that this would be another time, I think, for him to be able to show out. I do not have a lock on this game, however, but uh, clearly we need to address it before we move on. No locks? I got one. Okay, go for it. I'll take the under. I think, I think Arkansas is going to try to run the football. I think Bama is going to try to run the football after having that performance. I know it's they got kind of back on track against uh, New Mexico State this past weekend. But I think they could struggle again. Like I, I this is really interesting because Bryce Young, in this conversation, has quietly just been tearing it up, putting statistics up that are ginormous. But in large part, for the most part, they have come against the weaker competition, against a defense like Arkansas, who I do think will be a similar challenge physically to what they faced against LSU. I think they could struggle somewhat. I would lean towards. Laying the points with Ohio State, but I don't love it. I just think this will get this game will be similar to LSU game. I think Bryce Young might have to run around a little bit. I don't know if they'll be able to establish the run as much. So I'm going to take the under in this one. So uh, apologies for not paying attention as much. I got an alert on my phone that one zone in my house is, is blowing hot air and one zone is blowing cold intentionally, which is not great if you're on one AC unit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I am not betting the under in this game. Uh, but I am going to bet the alternate under. Uh, the under scares me a little bit because of, 
I think there's actually a path for Bama to get in with two losses as a non-champion still. And so there is an argument here that Alabama may need style points. But if they are unable to get style points, if this game is really ugly, you know, sloppy, uh, Arkansas plays that drop eight defense and tries to, you know, limit Bama's explosive plays, I think there's a situation here where the alt-under, you know, in this game is actually played in the 40s. So I, it's kind of one of these weird scenarios where I don't really show a lot of value on the regular under, but I think the scenario where, like, you know, the actual outcome band is wider than normal. So I think there's some value on the alt under here, but that's we're not doing that for locks. I just wanted to share that with everybody. And no. apologies for having my head down for like the last five minutes. I had to send out the emergency uh, message to the wife to uh, please <laughs> remedy whatever situation is causing us to have you know heat and cold going on on the thermostats. Well, right what now. if it's, it's a storm in the living room? That's like a dad wants. mode freak out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we have uh, so far. Thanks to those of you who have, have already jumped on board and complied, but we haven't quite hit the magic number. In fact, let's say 200 likes will open up the safe and we will start giving away some sports line subscriptions. I, I've got us at 150 right now, and I've got far, far more than that gap watching this live on youtube.com slash cover three. So smash that like button. If we get it to 200, then we unleash some free sports line subscriptions. Uh, Coca, please let me know when that happens, and then we will give the instructions on how you uh, can get some of those, how you can get some of those sports line subscriptions. And I will say that uh, one easy way to just go ahead and, and get ahead of this is follow Sportsline on Twitter at Sportsline. You will need that in order to uh, get your redemption of this free sports line subscription. From the afternoon slate on to uh, one of the most significant evening games, and it is going to be Oregon hitting the road uh, to go to Salt Lake City to take on Utah. Now, the Utes, who are number 23 in the country, are a three-point home favorite against the Ducks, who are number three in the country, over-under sitting around 59. Does anybody have a lock for this massive Pac-12 showdown, a potential Pac-12 title game preview as well? Quack, quack. Give me the ducks and the three and a half points. Nice. I just, it's, I, I get it. We're, we've been waiting all year for Oregon to, you know, lose again because it lost to Stanford and it just has not been fantastic. Like last week, there was the lock unity on Wazoo because part of it was the, the lack of belief in Oregon's ability to just put teams away. But there's a difference to me between Oregon being a favorite and Oregon being an underdog in this spot against a Utah team that is good, but it's not like it doesn't have flaws of its own. It's not a perfect team. And I understand that it is much better at home and it is a difficult atmosphere and it is going to be a very difficult game for the Ducks and the Ducks could lose. It's just, I think they're going to cover either way. I, I think that they're more talented. I think defensively, this is a team that has gotten better as it's gotten healthier as the season goes along. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is playing fantastic. I think offensively, they've just kind of started to lean on the run game more and more, which I think will help them on the road, even against this tough Utah defense. And I mean, I just feel like this line, to be blunt, it's a little disrespectful to me for the Ducks, the number three team in the country, to be a three-and-a-half-point underdog against Utah, who, again, good team, but not like it's some sort of elite, you know, amazing team it's lost plenty of its own games itself so give me the ducks hey chip yeah play the children <sighs> I, i've bet utah i think three times successfully in the last five weeks uh, i had them against uh, arizona state i had them against stanford and i had them against somebody else they covered for me uh, and i've adjusted them up with cam rising in the lineup 
But I also think that the, the one real outlier game for Oregon is that Stanford game where Joe Moorhead was in the hospital with emergency surgery and you had some kind of crazy PI calls in that thing. I almost feel like the market is kind of catching on to the day. Utah is pretty good, but they're over-adjusting it. I, I think this number should be more like, you know, one and a half, two after seeing last week. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab those points with Oregon. By the way, we called for the likes. <laughs> we very quickly jumped. So congratulations uh, to this opportunity for all of you that are watching right now. Here's what you need to do. Again, um, put your Twitter handle in the chat. Okay, put your Twitter handle in the chat. Make sure you are following Sportsline on Twitter, at Sportsline. Five of you are going to get a free Sportsline subscription. So go ahead and fill that up. Put your Twitter handle in the chat. Free Sportsline subscription. We have eclipsed the magic number. Maybe we need to choose uh, a new magic number next time so that y'all can... One million likes. So that y'all can continue <laughs> to impress us uh, very much. I, I'm not going to... I Cutting room floor pick was the under. I just... I think that you... Oregon, a team that wants to play great defense and run the ball, is going to Salt Lake City, a team that while it can hit some explosive plays or at least more explosive plays with rising than before, I ultimately am going to back away from it just because 59 there's, there's too many uh, opportunities for defensive and special teams touchdowns in these games. Like I saw a Kayvon Thibodeau scoop and score breaking my heart on this total. And so I, I will, uh, I will back off of it, but uh, I, I like, I like this play from, uh, from both of y'all on the ducks. I got uh, one on this game. Oh, go for it. I'm going to go ahead and take the first half under uh, at 28 and a half. Uh, this is a game I, I think it's it's Rice Eccles, maybe one of the coolest stadiums out. Like it's, uh, you know, uh, Provo BYU gets a lot of love for the backdrop. It's very similar, close to downtown Salt Lake, but it is at altitude somewhat. They do, there is a, a little bit of an impact there when you get there. I think that the Utah defense is going to have some success kind of selling out against Anthony Brun, uh, Anthony Brown. Uh, forcing him kind of to become more of a passer. And I think Oregon's defense will do a pretty good job slowing down Cam Rising. I think there'll be a feeling out, kind of one of those big game underfields. Although I am a little bit worried about just kind of what happens in the second half, if there are adjustments that are made and you get things a little bit wacky. So I'm going to go ahead and take the first half under in this one. Do you mind if I just coattails that one? Yeah, let's go. All right. I gave, I gave you the idea of sort of how I was thinking yeah. about this was going under. And then you mentioned that other play. And I do think that both these teams are, you know, not going to try to pull out anything crazy early. And you know what else, Danny? A lock agreement between Chip and Danny is eight and three. Let's go. Season. Yeah. Here we go. First half under and 28 and a half. That is a favorable number. Okay. Uh, I guess at, at this point we can uh, we can almost take this thing uh, open, Jim. But before we do that, can, can we point out that Chip just took a first half number, buddy? I am proud of you. This is a evolution. I think Chip's I, gambling process from the beginning of the season. I'm like the Grinch over here smiling that day. Chip is betting first half unders. Next, we're going to have like some weird-ass derivative parlayed with, with a player prop. I, I I see it coming full circle here. This is weird. beautiful. Where did it start? Uh, I first got my taste of the nectar, I think a couple weeks ago. Like an hour. Oh, it was a loss, but I liked it. <laughs> it was it, it was an Alabama first half under that didn't hit, but... But boy, it it 
it gave felt me good. Feels. Yeah, it just, it just <laughs> felt good just to, to be in there uh, looking at it. Coming up on the other side, we take it across the entire board. It is the rest of our Week 12 Locks next. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. Right now, if you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. And as the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Take advantage of this limited-time holiday sale and get any three-month Mint Mobile plan plus three more months for free at mintmobile.com slash cover3. It is Three-month plan, three more months for free with mintmobile.com slash cover three. I mean, it, it should all make sense in your head. That is mintmobile.com, M-I-N-T, mobile.com slash cover three for any three-month plan plus three more months free. Mintmobile.com slash cover three. Oh, I can't believe Ryan Reynolds didn't do that read for us. <laughs> is he on the Mint? Is he a Mint oh, Mobile yeah, spokesperson? He, I'm pretty he's sure like he owns it. Yeah, yeah, it's his company. Oh, okay. Well, next week. I was I was gonna say maybe we come on the show, week. Deadpool. Come on, he's waiting for rivalry weekend. He wants. He knows that'll get more viewers. He's got does a big. He, he's got a big Wrexham AFC match coming up. He's paying attention to. Does he have a? Uh, I guess he's Canadian. I don't know. Does he have a college football team that he's tied to? Mm. Canadians uh, what, love college football too. There's there's a question for Wednesday's mailbag. What's the most Canadian college football program? Isn't it Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, Minnesota is America's Canada. Yeah, North Dakota that. State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> North Dakota State's a good one. Uh, all right, let's let's go ahead and uh, and open it up across the board. Danny, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us something from your card? I'll go um, to Miami. Miami is playing against Virginia Tech. A lot of rumors around the program, uh, what direction they go. You talk about cultures. I actually think Manny Diaz is playing a pretty good job. I don't think this team will quit on their coach 
Virginia Tech, on the other hand, just letting go of Justin Fuente. There's a little bit of a scary trend going on. Like when TCU fires Gary Patterson, they shock the world, beat Baylor. I don't think that'll be the case. I'll take the Canes and lay the eight. Is that what I can get? I can get you seven and a half. Perfect. I'll, I'll take the Canes. I think the Canes come out impressively at home. I still think there's something to play for for them. Tyler Van Dyke, I think, will have a lot of success offensively. I think this team will fight. I don't know. I don't think Virginia Tech will. I have a play for this game as well. I am taking the under 56 and a half. I want the listeners to know you might want to wait on that because I think this total might get a little higher before kick. But since I got to take it now, I'm taking the under 56 and a half because I just think that there's kind of a good chance that Virginia Tech no-shows, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I I, I like Miami on the spread, too. I just worry about taking Miami as more than a touchdown favorite against anybody. But it's just, I, I think that there's a good chance, like I said, Virginia Tech just no-shows this, and then Miami maybe just, you know, cruises to an easy win. Zombie Hokies are uh, an interesting, very, very uh, wild and unpredictable team. But... Uh, but- Best of luck in that ACC Coastal Showdown. Speaking oh, also of- it's windy. Ooh. I forgot to mention that it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a windy day in Miami. But again, Hard Rock. I don't know how much of an impact that has in Hard Rock Stadium because of the overhangs and the eaves. Hey Tom, what what do you make that number? Just curious. Uh, fifty three. Damn, we are really off there. I bet over fifty three at open and fifty four. I made it sixty one. Hmm. Let's yeah, I'll, I'll I'll DM you. That's that's curious. I want, I'm kind of interested. We're going under the hatch. The mailbag is filled with people trying to get the formula and the secret sauce between Bud and Tom's numbers. And just to rub it in more, they're like, oh, let's actually, we're not going to show it to the listeners, but let's show it to each other and compare what's (laughs) wrong about this team sheet right here. Uh, Let let me go ahead and throw this one out here. Can I, while we're in the ACC Coastal, uh, can I still get 14 and a half with the Who's? Yeah. 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 Yeah, give me Virginia plus 14 and a half against Pitt. Pitt wins the game. Pitt, in my opinion, is going to end up representing the Coastal Division and show up in Charlotte at the ACC Championship with a good chance to win the program's first ACC Championship. It would be awesome for Kenny Pickett. It would be a a great success and proof positive of what Pat Narduzzi has been building. I also think that while – I also think that UVA didn't tank against Notre Dame – but I do think that UVA from Brennan Armstrong to schematics to uh, general game planning probably had this game eyed because Virginia is still alive in the ACC Coastal Division. That Beating Notre Dame or risking further injury to Brennan Armstrong would do nothing for the Wahoos. And so here is going to be a, a little bit more of a kitchen sink type approach from Bronco Mendenhall, an offense that can be very difficult. And I mean, let's be honest, this this pit defense has... I've said this before, but this pit defense has individuals that I love. But as a unit, I do not see the same kind of consistency where I can count on that group to be able to hold back an offense that can stress you mentally uh, with its creativity. And Brendan Armstrong, if he does give it a go, and I would expect that he would in this game, especially with another week to try and get better, uh, he leads the nation in total offense. So if I can get 14 and a hook for a game that I think will be a pit win, but a little bit of a sweat, then I do like riding with Bronco there. Can I get 14 on the other side? Or is it only 14 and a hook? 14 and a half everywhere I see it. Man, I don't know if Brennan Armstrong's going to be able to go. That's what makes me nervous about this one. If he doesn't, 
Like this to me uh, is a wait till the game time. Like see if there's news out. If he doesn't go, but the line probably jumps then too to 17 and a half or something. You know, it might move significantly. I'll demonstrate some discipline. Hold my go to the next pick quick. This is a weather game. One fight he's not picking this week. Uh, I don't think so. Let me check. It is current forecast for Heinz Field. Nah, it's it's going to be in the upper 40s with like five mile per hour winds. I mean, I it's not quite a bet, but I, I don't hate I, I don't hate Pitt team total over. Yeah, yeah, mm. just like fade Virginia defense. Yeah, yeah, and unless Kenny he doesn't Pickett play, Heisman. and then they just you know keep it keep it low key. And I think Kenny Pickett Heisman, like I, I do think Narduzzi's even kind of campaigned for him. He's getting a lot of love. Like I think they would like to put up. That's another like if I think they would like to tack on a touchdown at the end. Like I just I don't know. Uh, keep going to the next pick quick. Well, <laughs> did you do it? Take us to the next pick quick. Damn. All right, I'll go. Uh, another team, state of Florida, Florida Gators. They're going. Uh, this game is in Columbia, uh, Como. Be a little chilly. We saw the Gators last week come out, just not even wake up until third quarter. It's a little bit almost too late, but they did wake up. The total in this game is 69 and a half. Nice. So I think the expectation is, oh, we're not going to see the exact same thing unfold. I'm going to go the other way. I think this game, Chile, could start off a little bit slower. I still think you'll see a lot of points in this one. This one might be sweating out a little bit late. I just don't think they get up in this territory. I do think Florida's defense will come up. I do think they have the athletes to slow down uh, Beatty and that rushing attack of Missouri. So I'm going to take the under 69.5 or 70? 69.5. Okay. Respect. Also, right, it's, it's not it's not a wonder, but it will be kind of breezy. So those Florida boys are going to be cold. And chilly. Chilly. Mm-hmm. All right, to uh, let the viewers who are just jumping in be able to see what we got so far, Tom is on Miami, Virginia Tech under 56.5, Michigan State plus 19.5, and and Oregon plus 3.5. Chip is on Virginia plus 14.5, Michigan State plus 19.5, and and the first half under uh, 28.5 in Oregon, Utah. Danny's got the under 60 in Louisville, Duke, uh, Ohio State minus 19. The first half under in Oregon, Utah, Bama, Arkansas under 58 and a half, Miami minus seven and a half, Florida, Mizzou under 69 and a half. Bud is on Louisville, Duke over 60, Air Force, Nevada under 52 and a half, and Oregon plus three and a half. Anybody got a play on USC, UCLA? I do. Okay. I'm on UCLA minus three. I just, I'm not trusting USC right now. I, I I don't think, obviously, the Drake London injury has had an impact on them. He was the best player on the team, and that's hurt their offense. But it's just, it's not even that. It's just, I don't really like much of what I've seen from them over the last few weeks. And if you look at their games, like, they've lost three of their last four. Their only win was against that Arizona team that, you know, I talked about earlier in the show that I like. And it was only like a touchdown win. The, the other win, their wins this season have come against San Jose State, Washington State, Colorado, and then there's Arizona. I mean, San Jose State might be the best of those four teams, or Wazoo is the best of those four teams, but it's a five and five team. So it's not like it's, you know, anything special. It's like when they've played good teams, they've lost and they've lost accordingly. While UCLA is mercurial, like from week to week, it could be difficult to predict what you're going to get. I think that this is a big game for them. I think that they want to finish eight and four. And I think Chip Kelly feels a little bit of pressure. And if nothing else, even if he doesn't feel pressure at UCLA, 
maybe finishing eight and four makes it more attractive to some other jobs. I don't know. I just think that UCLA is the better team than the Trojans this year, and I think they're going to win this game by a touchdown. So if I can get them by three, I'll take it. Lock it up. Let's kill there you go. Oh, do we have a third? Yeah. yeah okay, with the shirt? Come on. on. Yeah, let's Come go. Come on. Do you remember the last? You know what it's coming. Um, big time. Good check Saturday for Chip Kelly in UCLA. Uh, Tom, as I told you yesterday on the early edge live stream on the Sportsline YouTube channel, when you've already got those like, you know, local local columnists, you know, writing about the poor investments of the university. You know what's <laughs> the only thing you can do is go out there and win a damn football game. You go out there and you beat your rival, then you be able to show that the million-dollar meal table got us a win against the Trojans. This million-dollar meal table is going to get us into the postseason, and you try and provide some proof that you are, in fact, the the man for the job. So I, I think that where USC is, wandering still without a coach, without its best player in Drake London, and where UCLA is, like finally trying to get back on a good foot after a midseason slide, I, I love the Bruins to be able to come out and uh, and and take care of business. Totally, Drake. No Drake London. No Keaton Slovis. I know Jackson Dart has been good at times, but he's still very green. I think he'll be a little bit overwhelmed playing in this rivalry the first time. Like it's always a different kind of adjustment for young quarterbacks. So I think it's UCLA all the way. Big uh, Bruins pod. Lock Unity. By the way, uh, Coco pointed out five and one on the season. So when oh. Latifah's out, it's a it's a good sign. Uh, Bud, we only got three on the card. Take us where where you want to go. You're muted. <laughs> muted is exactly how these offenses like to play. So perfect. I'm going to go <laughs> under 41 and a half in San Diego State UNLV. Uh, this scares me a little bit because UNLV's offense is so bad that San Diego State could, you know, get a lot of uh, turnovers deep in UNLV territory and uh, and maybe run this thing up, but. I, I still think under 41 and a half is worth a look here. So uh, lock it up. No one's arguing with the San Diego state under. Nope. <laughs> Just, there will not be someone who feels like they, uh, you are way in the wrong on this one. That punter is incredible. Really worried about those explosive plays from the Aztecs. Sometimes they get seven yards on one play. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw out some games here just so especially, you know, as we're starting to hit the uh, the 41 minute mark uh, because they are significant and because I do think there's going to be some action um, or some interest. Iowa State at Oklahoma, Oklahoma minus three and a half over under of 59 and a half. Uh, does anybody have a lock for the Sooners and the Cyclones? I do. I do as well. Go ahead, Tom. Uh-oh. I'm on Iowa State. I can get four at one book. I'm taking mm-hmm. the Cyclones plus four. It is, I mean, like I, I said this in the earlier gesture to Chip, this Iowa State's back in the role it was born to play. Like, it is a spoiler underdog. That is when it's at its best, and that is what the role it is this week. Because Oklahoma, coming off that loss to Baylor, it hurts, obviously. It drops them down to 13 in the rankings, but they still have Big 12 title hopes. They still have playoff hopes, and Iowa State can destroy all those things. And if you just look, again, Iowa State is a favorite. I don't really want it. Iowa State is an underdog, 20-11 against the spread under Matt Campbell, including 17-7 and in conference play. I just, as I talked about at the top of the show, Oklahoma, it turns out, is just what it's been all season long, which makes it really difficult to trust against other good teams. And while 
We've talked all season about how we didn't think Iowa State was going to be nearly as good as the expectations placed upon it this year. It's still a good football team, so give me the clones. Give me the under. I loved what I saw from Oklahoma's defense last week against Baylor. Uh, Iowa State does not hit explosive plays against anybody with a pulse. Oklahoma's offense doesn't look right to me. So in a weird way, I almost have a little more faith in that Oklahoma defense now that they continue to get guys back, as we mentioned, all through the month of October. So under 59 and a half for me is my play. Wake Forest heading to Death Valley. Hasn't beaten Clemson in Death Valley in a very long time. The Deeks are number 10 in the College Football Playoff Selection Committee rankings. They're trying to clinch the ACC Atlantic Division to set up uh, a chance to play for the ACC Championship. Would be the program's first since 2006. And the Tigers, now 7-3 and three and you know surging as much as this Clemson team can surge, uh, is favored by 4.5 over under of 56.5. Does anybody have a lock? the Deeks and the Tigers. I do. Oh, mm. man. Yeah. You've, All right, is Tom. It, is it the one that I like immediately? Re- okay, go ahead. Over. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Wake Forest game. <laughs> like, yeah, we talked about this yesterday, Chip, and I, I pulled you to my side. Like, Clemson's offense has been terrible all season long. It's true. But if there was ever a team for Clemson to get its offense right against, it would be Wake Forest. Because even though Wake Forest keeps winning, it's because it scores a lot of points to make up for all the points that it gives up. Over the last six games, Wake has gone 5-1, and one, but it has allowed 2.73 points per drive, which on the season would rank 116th nationally. But let's not forget, that includes the game against Duke in which it held the Blue Devils to only seven points. Remove that game from the equation, and Wake has allowed 3.14 points per possession on defense since the start of October, which would rank 127th. Now... I don't think Wake's offense is going to be able to put up the same kind of output against this Clemson defense because for all Clemson's problems, it's still pretty good defense. But I do think that Clemson offensively is going to be able to move the ball finally. It's finally found a team. It's going to be able to bully a little bit and push the ball around and score points. I think this game gets to the 60s, so over 56 and a half. Yeah, to give uh, – I mean, I do know we do have some crossover audience, and we talked about this yesterday. Thanks to those of you who watch an hour of us making college football picks every Wednesday on the Sportsline YouTube channel and also uh, show up to to come get the full, uh, the full plate of locks here on YouTube.com slash Cover 3. But for all the hemming and hawing I was do, doing, thinking about, you know, Wake's just going to kick in that back door. They're just offense is so relentless. Do I really trust Clemson's offense to be able to run away and hide with it? Sam Hartman's going to find ways to be able to, uh, to punch it in late, and, and we're going to get that Demon Deacons cover because, you know, every Wake game is the same. It's all like a field goal game. And, and Tom was like, yeah, every Wake game is the same. They all go over. They all are decided in the 60s or 70s. And so, um, yes, I am on the over for that one. I got a lock. On that game? Or just yeah. you take us wherever? Clemson minus four. All right. Oh, oh okay, cool. Um, so Clemson's offense is not very good. That's not really news. We're in week 12. Uh, however, I think the gap between Clemson's defense and Wake's defense is far bigger than the gap between Wake's offense and Clemson's offense. So – I think this number uh, is good, really, to six. So I think Clemson wins by more than a touchdown. Okay. I think they'll beat Wake up up front. 
which is not something Clemson is used to. Correct. Um, guys, we've got a we've got a preposterous buy low moment here. No, I, don't do it. Okay, I won't. Are you going Bearcats? No, he's not. Oh. I know. No, do it. Do it if you really believe in it. But I just I don't. I don't believe in it that much. I just. Are you going I, Longhorns? Yes. Speaking about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Texas catching points against West Virginia. <laughs> I like. Is the bottom gonna fall all the all the way out? I mean, I just. I get it. Like we, I, I, from the numbers standpoint, yeah, you take Texas there. It's just that place is a damn mess right now. Like you got coaches arguing with players in practice. You got them yelling at each other on the bus, taping it, putting it out there. There's just such a huge rift in that locker room that I am just not willing to trust them against anybody at any price right now. Same. Although if it gets to four, I'll just do it. But I'm, Texas I'm, plus three, put it on the board. Let's go, hook them. I can get you three and a half. Oh, <laughs> even better. I mean, because sometimes you know, Tom, when we're discussing college basketball, and you see like a Duke or Kentucky catching points, your your take is always like, "Are you kidding me? You get points <laughs> with Kentucky? Let's go, let's lock it up." And Texas for. Uh, for all the superstars that aren't even there for the Longhorns right now because of injury or because they've left the team. Still Texas catching points. Come on. They lost to Kansas, Chip. Play play for something. All right. <laughs> uh, bud, where do you want to go? Putting my money where my my mouth is about not downgrading Auburn too much for uh for Bo Nix being out. I was gonna bet Auburn here, but I'm actually going to take the over 44 and a half. Uh, I think Auburn will still score. I think South Carolina will score a little bit. Uh, Auburn may be in a little bit of disarray here, so that's why I'm not going to be on the Tigers. But over 44 and a half, I, I think this number should be like 51. So to me, that's some value. All right. Uh, Tom, how many do you have left? I have two left. Okay. And Oops. they're related to one another. Um, Danny, Danny, by the way, has five left. Do we want to run through Danny's just real quick? Yeah, I saw I, that they were on the lock stock and then they disappeared. Yeah, I took him. I got him. Don't worry. Okay. I, I, I took care of our, our plane boy. Uh, his first lock is Liberty minus four. They're playing at home against Louisiana. I guess he's just doesn't believe in the Cajuns. He doesn't think that they're going to be very raging. Uh, hmm, is that why, or is it because Lynchburg, Virginia is one hour and 49 minutes away from Blacksburg, Virginia. And if there's anything else that Billy Napier wants to do in the state of Virginia, you probably have, you know, a couple hours here and there. If you want to meet up at a gas station somewhere, you know, if you just, Hey, maybe they choose Roanoke as the, uh, as the meeting point. They're like, hey, hey, let's, let's go, uh, hit a comfort in and sweets and, and do a little talking, Mr. Babcock. Danny also has under nine and a half for Louisiana on the season. So this is kind of a double bet for him. Oh, he's They're running oh, out of games. They can lose. Now we know the real reasons. He's also got a two for one special DK two for one. He's taking Nebraska plus nine along with the under 42 in Nebraska, Wisconsin. Does anybody have anything on that? 
I would not get in front of Wisconsin. That yeah, I I, I agree about that. Though Nebraska does play the good teams well, you know that that is you know they either uh, they blow out the bad teams and then they lose by one possession to the good teams. But I I don't want to get in front of um, Wisconsin right now. All right, and then another pick. He is once again coming to the aid of his good friend Herm Edwards, and he is taking Arizona State minus three at Oregon State. Arizona State to me is kind of like Texas right now. I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. I will have something on this game coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm just. Is that fi- it? His final spread under pick is. I mean, I guess he he believes in the momentum. He thinks that last week has really lit a spark in this program. Is going to carry them forward. And he also probably believes there's no way in the world TCU should be favored by three touchdowns against anybody. So Danny is taking Kansas plus twenty one and a half. Love it. I love that play. I would join him, but I want. I'm trying to win. <laughs> um. Number 11, Baylor, is at Kansas State, and Kansas State is a one-point favorite over under of 50. Does anybody have a play between the Bears and the Wildcats? Not that I'm locking up. I am shocked you're not on this with me. Under 50 all day. Yeah. I mean, that's where I would be, but I'm just not locking it up. All right. Let's go, Kansas State. Oh, you're going to lay that half point in case there's a tie. Of course. Um, I think that games that take place in the middle windows are where disaster happens. And this game kicks off at 5:30 PM Eastern time, which means when it gets started, we're going to be totally distracted because the three 30 games are ended. We're trying to wrap everything up. And then you're going to look up and you're going to be like, what? What? It's, it's 14 to three, Kansas State. They scored on an explosive Deuce Vaughn touchdown in the first quarter and have sat on the daggum rock for the rest of it. The Jerry Bohannon turnover set up a short field, so they got another touchdown. But boy, it doesn't look like either of these offenses are moving the ball. And then the seven o'clock games are going to start. And you're going to get distracted by that. And then Baylor's going to lose. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, huge upset. Number 11 team goes down on the road. But was it an upset? No, Kansas State was favored the whole time. Let's go. Take the point with the Wildcats. Chris Kleiman has already exceeded preseason expectations. When they were in that three-game Big 12 losing streak, uh, I was hearing venom from Kansas State fans who were thinking that Kleiman wasn't the guy for the job. Sure enough, it was just the Big 12 schedule. All the tough games right at the beginning of the conference schedule. They've been rolling off these wins. Uh, I like the confidence, and I like where Kansas State is at in its season. Good team. I believe the odds makers are right here, so uh, I'll take the Wildcats. Very disappointed in the weather forecast for this game. It's going to be know, in the 50s, to- only five-mile-per-hour winds. Oh. It's like, come on, Manhattan. You're supposed to be howling at this time of year. I know. Um, okay, what are some other big ones? So Cincinnati, where's, uh, Cincinnati at home. Against SMU, the Bearcats are 11.5-point favorites over under of 65. If we don't have any locks here, I would love to get the opinions, as this is, prior to the American Athletic Conference Championship game, the smallest spread that the Bearcats will face. I've I've considered SMU team total under in this one. 
I think Cincinnati's secondary is still pretty damn good. And I really think the opportunity to fade Cincinnati was probably like, I don't know, over the last five weeks, it's probably not this spot. You know, you, you may have missed your window if you're just trying to jump in to fade Cincy here. Uh, but it's not quite in range where I'm showing it as cover. So I'm going to wait, kind of look into a little bit more. Uh, but I, I do think Cincinnati is – if I had to pick a side, I'm, I'm, I'm laying them with Cincy. Same. I am locking up the under 65 for a lot of the same reasons – you're talking about that SMU under. I just I think that this is a pretty decent matchup defensively for the Bearcats. So I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as that number suggests. My buy point to the under was 67. So like I'm certainly closer to an under than I am an over. Um, speaking of not much scoring, let's go under 38 and a half Iowa Illinois. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what's what's scary about that? Turnovers, mm. for sure. For both like that. I thought about it too, Chip. <laughs> I already have several of these this week, and I'm like, I mean, I'm already on the San Diego State one. Um, I, I I can't lose an under where there's 400 total yards and seven turnovers twice in one day. That that's that's just too much, too much on on, on the stress meter, man. I'm I'm, I'm not locking it up, but yeah, <laughs> Thir- I, thirteen to nine, and the only touchdown comes on a defensive score. Let's go, all total thirty one and a half. Under, uh, yeah, I, I know that my under forty, uh, my under forty lock did not hit last week, but boy, Iowa and Illinois are two really, really good. You know what they are? They're two really good defenses, and they're also really good under teams. There's another part between having a good defense and being a good under team. <laughs> I'll let you fill in the blanks on that one. Uh, I think. I'm tapped out till sprinkles. I've got two more. Okay. It's quit watch team. Quit watch time. Took it last week. It worked. I'm back on it again. I am taking Tulsa minus 21 against Temple. Temple's done. Don't care. Don't want to be there. Haven't really shown me much of anything. Fading Temple. Same plan. This is terrifying because I'm about to take North Texas as a double-digit favorite on the road, but I am taking North Texas minus 10 at FIU. Done. Don't care. Coach says the school is sabotaging the program. Nobody's in charge. Everybody's gone. I don't think they're going to show up. Give me the mean green to cash some greed. Yeah, I don't hate that, Tom. Um, I'm I'm going to be on an, on an alt line there. Uh, Devontae Price, by the way, who is by far the best player for FIU, their, their stud running back, who I think will be an NFL guy if he goes pro. If not, he'll be a transfer portal gym, uh, is out for this game. Out, out, or just like quit watch? No, like he's uh, he's hurt. I mean, so FIU, is, FIU is out, period. <laughs> yeah. They are uh, checked out. We've got Ole Miss playing Vanderbilt. Is uh, is there a dentist pick? There is a dentist game? pick. I'm okay. glad you asked. All right. So here is the dentist. Uh, the Ole Miss totals are likely the jelly of the month club. Uh, this week versus Vandy, they get 64 and a half. Vandy has had one game all year, Missouri, make it to 65. I just so happened to be at that game, and there was a completed Hail Mary for Missouri right before halftime. Then multiple turnovers in the red zone and the failed fake punt. I think you will see a much more conservative approach from Ole Miss this Saturday as they gear up for a showdown with Mississippi State to try to make an access bowl game. Is that a term? Access bowl? Okay. Oh, oh they're trying uh, to say New Year's Six, right? New Year's Six, yeah. Um, I just wonder if it's like some weird Mississippi-Nashville uh, term. All right. Uh, so, continuing. 
Ole Miss is a short week coming up and still needs a lot of guys to get healthy for that game, including Corral. Uh, Ole Miss leaned heavily on their defense to get that win versus A&M. And I expect, uh, which I did not see coming, he says, and I expect another good showing from their D against Bandy offense, giving the under 64 and a half. I actually don't hate that, by the way. Like, Ole Miss unders have been good. Yeah. I mean, is is he getting like a VIP pass to this game? Is this one in Nashville? Uh, this game is not in Nashville. Oh, okay. So it's going to say it'd be kind of, if he gets like a VIP pass and he shows up wearing Ole Miss gear, it could be pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> but are you, uh, are you all tapped no, out? Uh, no, I'm not tapped out. I just wanted to say that's a pretty good live betting game if Ole Miss gets up early. I think like like live to the under. All right. Uh, so from from one marquee game to another, let's go Kent State Akron. I'm going to, yeah, this, why is the Mac playing on a Saturday? I know. What the hell? Uh, I've I already bet seventy six. I'm going to bet under seventy five in this game. I just don't think it should be quite that high. It's going to uh, be windy. Yeah, that that would be exceptional. Uh, Tom, here's one I'm surprised you didn't take. I am taking Colorado plus the seven. Washington is still messing around starting Dylan Morris. If they're starting Dylan Morris, I'm betting against him. <laughs> so that's just that's kind of a principle here with two weeks left to go. Also, they just fired their head coach. And everybody's going to be looking for, for jobs. Maybe not everybody focused here. Colorado fought against UCLA, and then they got blown out. UCLA is a much better offense than Washington is. So go ahead and give me that plus seven there with the buffs. Don't hate it at all. It was under consideration. I just wasn't. I don't want to trust the buffs right now either. Gotcha. Those deals. Um, all right. So I have a couple more if I can still yeah, fire up. You may. Uh, Kansas TCU under 65 and a half. Okay. Um, it's I'm going to big 12 unders. It's, I do. You're going to buy a new house with big 12 unders. <laughs> I yeah, it's it's been good working for a while. AC and heating units for Big Twelve under. <laughs> oh my, my wife finally texted. It's always hot in my office. That's why the AC is on. I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the, the price of those haven't gone up like crazy in the last four months. By the way, if you guys have noticed. <laughs> All right, so uh, last week Old Dominion got a win over FAU. I actually bet them uh, on the money line and didn't give it out on the show like a dummy. So. Uh, that was basically like a fade Willie Tiger teams on the road and, you know, bet that they can't book a hotel in the right city type play. All right. Anyway, um, I am taking Middle Tennessee State to uh, to cover against Old Dominion. Old Dominion's been hot, but I, I've adjusted them up and I still think this is a value. So go ahead and give me the four, uh, minus four with MTSU. I can get you three and a half. Three and a half works even better. I like that. You want a sicko mode play? I mean, do you just not want Danny to have the most plays? I mean, like, if I got an edge, I'm going to fire it, right? Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Unload know. it. All right. So I'm going to team total here. Really sicko mode team total. <laughs> I'm going over 38 and a half points with Marshall at Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, if you take a look at Charlotte's defense, when they play anybody who is not on life support, they give up 50 or at least 45, over 38 and a half here. Uh, Marshall does want to play at tempo when they're healthy. They're getting healthier. Uh, I, I think they're going to score 50. So uh, I thought about the 14, but, like, there's a chance Charlotte can score. I just – I mean, Marshall's going to win the game, and, and they're going to have a score that starts with a four or five, I think. All right. Um, 
let me see here. Oh, is there another? Oh yeah, I got a couple more. <laughs> give me uh give me rice team total under 19 and a half at UTEP. All right. Uh last week Rice played a Western Kentucky team that plays much faster than UTEP does, and they scored 21. UTEP's defense is better than Western Kentucky's, in my estimation. Uh, Rice is not a very good offense, so under 19.5 team total for me there. I think that's... Ew! <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> um, I think that's it. The one that I'm kind of like Death Star waiting for... Remember when they, they were going to shoot the, the laser at, at, at the moon? Mm-hmm. Um like waiting for it to come into range. The one I'm waiting to come into range is if Arkansas State, Georgia State drops another point, I'm going to bet that over 64. I just I don't really want over 65 right now for a lock purpose. But just to give that to the audience, that's one that I think is is probably good. Respect. We Listen, the listeners do want to hear the the leans, even if they're not locks, and especially for the uh, what the window is to be able to fire on it. Okay, before we get to Moneyline Sprinkles, time for a quick review uh, of what we got out here. Tom is on the under 56 and a half in Miami, Virginia tech plus 19 and a half for Michigan state, Oregon plus three and a half UCLA minus three Clemson wake over 56 and a half Iowa state plus four under 65 for Cincinnati SMU Tulsa minus 21 North Texas minus 10 chip Virginia plus 14 and a half Michigan state plus 19 and a half Oregon, Utah first half under 28 and a half UCLA minus three Clemson wake over 56 and a half Texas plus three and a half Kansas State minus a half a point in case there's a tie, and the Illinois-Iowa under 38 and a half. Discipline Danny, still not with the most. Uh, Louisville-Duke under 60. Ohio State minus 19. First half under 28 and a half. Oregon-Utah-UCLA minus three. Miami minus seven and a half. Florida-Mizzou under 69 and a half. Alabama-Arkansas under 58 and a half. Liberty minus four. Nebraska plus nine. Washington-Nebraska under 42. Oh, no, excuse me. Wisconsin, Nebraska under 42, Arizona State minus three, Kansas plus 21 and a half. But Louisville Duke over 60, Air Force Nevada under 52 and a half, Oregon plus three and a half, San Diego State UNLV under 41 and a half, Oklahoma, Iowa State under 59 and a half, Clemson minus four, Auburn, South Carolina over 44 and a half, Kansas State Baylor under 50 and a half, Kent State Akron under 75, Colorado plus seven, Kansas TCU under 65 and a half, Middle Tennessee minus three and a half, Marshall team total over 38 and a half, Rice team total under 19 and a half. I I know that seems like a lot of plays, but I went 28 and 15 last week. So like 15 plays is not that. Not that that bad. Hey, I am disciplined. <laughs> uh, on to the money line sprinkles. Uh, Tom, you had Arkansas State cash. Nevada and Syracuse fell a little bit short last week. Who are you sprinkling this week? All right, uh, Chip, we got a hot tip yesterday, you and I. We were doing the Early Edge podcast uh, from a commenter who let us know that he knows somebody on Tulane. Tulane's done. So I'm taking South Florida plus 180 to win outright against the Green Wave in New Orleans. I am also taking, I, I, I've backed Boston College for two straight weeks. They're a much better team with Yur- Yurkovich. Or is it Jerkovic or Yurkovich? Because I know a person whose last name is spelled the same way and it's pronounced Yurkovich, but everybody pronounces it Jerkovich. I mean, I would so, not rely on a Florida guy who, whose family's from Alabama to tell you 
But I mean, like TV, code. TV announcers pronounce it that way too. So I guess I should just go with that and stop getting to the name I've pronounced it my whole life. So Dracovic, I'm still taking Florida State this week because I do think there's a decent enough chance that the Seminoles can win that game. So give me FSU plus 110. This is in line with a lock with Oregon. I think Oregon's better than Utah. I'm not going to be surprised at all if they win. So if I can get plus 140 on the Ducks on the money line, I'm an idiot not to take it. And finally, Chip, what's the forgotten time window where crazy things happen? 530 or or 2 o'clock or 230. 2 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, it's anything off kilter. You know what game starts at 2 p.m. Eastern? Iowa and Illinois. Illinois won't have Coach Brett Bielema this weekend. He's got COVID. He won't be there. They're going to rally around their coach, the former Hawkeye himself. They're going to go on the road, and they're going to pick up a win against the Hawkeyes to help get them towards bowl eligibility. Give me Illinois plus 385. Let's go. Yeah, y'all wanted some some more... Uh, some some longer tosses right there. Well, Tom's got them for you. Um, I Bud mentioned this as a lock earlier. I will take it the rest of the way. Give me Colorado at home against Washington uh, as my first money line sprinkle. Also, let's let's see how frisky things can get in Gainesville after the Alpha Nerd comes in with the dunk over top, upset and Como. Give me Missouri and 7 p.m. game. A lot of people are going to be watching. We've kind of dismissed the Shane comes home narrative. Thanks to a lot of Virginia Tech fans and people around the program who've been like, don't forget, he didn't leave like amicably. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all roses last time Shane was in Blacksburg. But how's that going to look after he beats Auburn at home? Give me the Cox. On the money line, so Colorado, Missouri, and South Carolina are my money line sprinkles. Bud? I just cannot wait to watch that Florida-Missouri game on, on SC Network because like, at the halftime on Saturday, they were talking about how tough Emory Jones was as a runner and not the fact that Florida gave up like a 50-burger in the first half or whatever that was. That was like state media at its finest. Love you guys. Hey, Peter Burns. <laughs> All right, so um, – Danny locked this up, actually, and I don't really hate it as a lock, but I wouldn't bet it. I'm going to take the other side, though, for sprinkles. Vatek should not be plus 250 on the money line for a team that has an absolute history of quitting after it loses to Florida State. Mm. Plus 250, Hokies in an empty stadium in Miami. Senior day doesn't mean a damn thing to that fan base. So, How many seniors are left? Are they just going to honor Charleston Rambo and that's it? I mean, yeah, basically. Uh, Derek, Derek King is like 33 years old. He's going to opt not to be in the senior. <laughs> I don't know. He's like a literal senior. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> it, jokes. Uh, Bud, you got any more? Yeah, I don't I'm think we've got any Danny sprinkles, do we? I do. I got. He, said he, he said he put him in the sheet. I got him. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon State plus 135. Uh, that's a game I don't. Maybe I'll sound stupid for this. I don't really want the points. Uh, I just uh, I want Oregon State outright. What else do I have here? Oh yeah. No, actually that's not enough. I'll I'll just take those two for now. I I, I can read Danny's. Danny is taking. He's in agreement with me on two. He's taking Florida State plus one ten, and Oregon plus one forty. He is taking Iowa State to beat Oklahoma 
at plus 155, which I like, but I'm not including on my sprinkles. And his final sprinkle to go along with his two-for-one special, it is now a three-for-one special because he's not just taking Nebraska and the nine points. He's taking Nebraska plus 310 to beat Wisconsin. You know what one I almost took? What? I almost took, almost took Maryland. Against Michigan? Yeah. Same thing as Ohio State. Big game next week. Yeah, plus five hundred. It it sandwich spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's listen. I I would not uh, I would not hate it for Mike Loxley if he would be able to do it and uh, and take care of business. By the way, Talia is very much potentially going to go down with one of the best single season passing perform single season passing performances in Maryland program history. He's 19 completions, 395 yards and seven touchdowns away from breaking those records for completions, passing yards and touchdowns in a season. I think completions could fall, could fall against Michigan. 19's a little a little steep, but in two games I think he'll get it. 395, we'll see. Probably won't get seven touchdowns in the next two games. But still, fairly impressive from Tugavailoa, especially after losing Sean Jones. You know, so many uh, skilled players on the outside. But uh, enough on the little factoids I got from having to write a game preview for that on CBSSports.com. <laughs> you, that's where, any, that's where all my factoids come from, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any more sprinkles? Or are we all out? I'm out. All out. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow him on the way to the airport somewhere at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. A reminder, uh, if you want to see DK coming back from the late night uh, CBS Sports Network shift, 11 a.m. on CBS Sports HQ for college football pregame. Uh, the three of us will be gathered back together here at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 on Saturday night to recap all of Week 12 with our instant reaction. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See you guys. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.